Anakin sat in the dark, observing the last 13 years and what he turned into. Meditating on his thoughts, Anakin believed that there was a way out of this. He did not know what to do, or who to call, as the only person he had over the last 13 years was Maul himself. Almost like a prisoner, he felt he couldn't do anything. He tried to channel the Force and talk to Qui-Gon, hearing him in his head. Remembering Qui-Gon's face as if it were yesterday, as he kneeled closer to Anakin to tell him about midichlorians when he was checking his blood, it had seemed like a dream. So much had changed, so much had passed. He had been so caught up in the dream of saving his mother, becoming the most powerful user in the galaxy, and getting everything he ever wanted, so that no one again would ever bother him. He had turned into the very type of tyrant that controlled him and his kind years ago. Disgusted, he knew what to do. He had to bring balance to the Force, and the only way to do that was to kill Sidious, Maul, and Dooku. How could he do this? He knew he wasn't powerful to take all three on at once. He would have to do it alone. He looked back to his training the last 13 years, and remembered all the stealth-like moves Maul taught him. To think, breathe, and act like a shadow itself. As he opened his eyes and Qui-Gon's voice vanished, he knew what he had to do. He grabbed his lightsaber, holstered it on his belt, looked to the air shaft above, and entered it, crawling through the ceilings, and finally looking down upon Maul's room. This was the moment, this was what he was waiting for. He had to kill Maul, intercept Dooku and Sidious, and do what must be done. With a single flick of his lightsaber hilt, he ignited it, cutting through the shaft and falling to the floor of Maul's room. But he was nowhere to be found. The room was silent. All he could hear was his heart beating at a steady pace. In tune with his emotions, he moved his lightsaber around the room as it hummed in each direction, casting a dim hue into each corner of the room. Anakin searched his feelings for Maul, but felt absolutely nothing. The dark presence was nowhere to be found. Hearing the noise, he pushed open the door, entering the main console, looking out the window as he saw Maul's ship speed off into the abyss. He ran away, Anakin said. That wasn't like Maul to run, especially from his apprentice. He continued to stare at the ship as it was swallowed by the stars, sitting in his chair, thinking where Maul could have gone. He must have sensed Qui-Gon and was able to feel the shift in my emotions. Anakin left out of the chair. He's gone to meet Sidious and Dooku. Now that he knows I won't join him, he needed me. His whole plan all along was to train me as best as he could so that together, with my help, we could take down the Emperor and Tyrannus. He's afraid. Either that or very stupid to think he can take them all on by himself. He knows I will look for him like he did for me on Tattoo. Anakin paused, eyes fixed on where Maul's ship had drifted into space, his mouth wide open. Anakin moved to the center console, moving his fingers as fast as he could, opening the thrusters valve of the ship at full throttle, setting a course for Tatooine. His lips trembled as he whispered, Mother. Knowing now that Maul was as evil as he was powerful, he would first make Anakin suffer for his betrayal by killing his mother and then taking his life after. He could not sit, he could not even breathe, thinking of what Maul could do to Shmi as he had promised when he had recruited Anakin first. He remembered there was one extra emergency escape pod on the lower deck. This pod would barely fit him, but it was very fast to escape danger in the case of an emergency. He quickly headed to the lower hangar, getting into the vessel and ejecting, setting a course for Tatooine. Anywhere on the planet would suffice at this point. 
As he looked behind him through the small window just large enough for his eyes to peek back at the ship, he could pinch it with two fingers. That was how fast he was moving through the desolate space. I'm coming for you, Maul! Your time is at an end! Not thinking of anything else, he meditated, knowing the fight ahead of him would be the most challenging and difficult he would face. He tried to see the positive in the situation, as it helped keep his fear at bay. He saw it as a warm-up for Sidious and Dooku after. He knew he was lying to himself. He was afraid. If there was one man who tormented, tortured, and scarred him as a child, it was Maul. This feeling stuck with him no matter how old and powerful he became. After several hours, he could feel the planet nearing. Opening his eyes, he saw the giant sand-colored sphere grow in size with each star he passed. It had been over a decade since he saw his mother. He didn't know where to look. Knowing he needed to find that wretched flying creature who enslaved them both, he would start there, as that would be the only place he could think of for who would know where his mother went. Softly landing on the planet as the massive double parachute of the pod opened like the wings of a butterfly, he sliced through the door, impatiently kicking it open. Squinting, not having seen his homeworld for too long, he did not miss it. Nor the two merciless sons that would leave his skin raw when he was a boy, making the whip Watto used on him even more painfully searing. He knew where he was. By luck, the pod dropped him 20 miles from his hometown of Mos Espa. He would use the force to run it beyond human speeds, eyes blaring with fury and rage as his legs moved so fast it were as if he were floating on air. Seeing a Jawa in the distance, with his trail of stolen goods, some of which were speeders to his surprise, knowing he needed to save as much energy as he could, he traveled to the little annoying creature. Without wasting time on formalities, one stroke was all it took. The Jawa sizzled on the charred sand as it twitched in five pieces, becoming motionless. Anakin boarded the bike. Without hesitation, he pushed it to its limits, traveling faster than he ever could by foot, even with the force. He could see the mirage of the town near with every spark of angst he had. Getting off the bike as it continued to travel in a straight line, crashing into a fruit stand and causing a scene, Anakin ran to Watto's workshop. Surfacing horrid memories, he ignored them and asked a slave where Watto was. The small, malnourished boy, covered in grease, dirt, and bruises, pointed to the outdoor cantina several blocks north. Anakin looked ahead. He could make out the silhouette of a fat, floating, waspy, bug-eyed creature socializing with other aliens over a drink. His heart racing, he didn't grab for his lightsaber, yet, for he wanted to deal with his former master with his bare hands and new abilities. Watto looked at Anakin with his mouth agape, his drink falling to the earth with a shatter as his friends, including Sebulba, wondered who approached. Eyes glowing orange. Anakin walked up to Watto and grabbed him by the throat, almost piercing through his oily, bearded neck with his grasp. Several of Watto's friends grabbed Anakin's shoulders until they began to combust from the inside out, screaming in agony, disintegrating into the ground until nothing was left but bones and flaming hair. People screamed with fear as they all ran in opposing directions from the scene. Watto's eyes bulging from their sockets, he tried to speak, saying his mother was on a moisture farm not far from here. Anakin let go of his grasp. How do you know I wanted to know about my mother? There was another just moments ago at my shop. He asked me to tell them, covered in a black cloak and hooded. I couldn't see his... Waddle's wing laid on the floor along with his legs and hands. Nothing but an egg with a head as he oscillated on the ground, shrieking for help. 
Anakin kicked him in the mouth as blood began to spew from where his broken teeth were. He looked down at Watto and said, Now you feel some of my pain. Walking up to a nearby onlooker on their speeder, he pushed them off as he raised one leg to saddle the vehicle. He sped off for this moisture farm, only hoping Maul hadn't found it yet first. Traveling for what seemed like an hour, as the second sun began to slowly set, illuminating the darkness of the planet, he saw black smoke protrude from a home in the far distance. With a terrible feeling, he wished the speeder would go faster. Having topped it out the whole trip there, three bodies laid on the floor. They were unrecognizable, only that one was a man with no legs, and the other two were a young man and woman. Their remains weren't even human-looking anymore. Faces completely disformed, limbs missing, gashes on the parts of their body that weren't burnt alive. Even for Anakin, this was pure evil. His stomach sank at the sight. He didn't care for them, only in the hopes that his mother was not there. He walked into the home, which was still partially on fire, mostly reduced to charcoal by now. No sign of his mother could be found. The place was empty. Walking back to his speeder, he noticed a piece of paper laying in one of the burnt, severed hands. The arm was blackened and almost skeleton-like, however the paper was untouched, almost brand new, with the exception of char marks, of course. He pried open the crisping fingers as they fell apart. Opening the paper, it was a note from his mother. She was alive. She had managed to write him a message before Maul took her to Genosis. It didn't look like her handwriting, but maybe she was in a rush as she was getting the paper before Maul took her, he only hoped. He's baiting you, Anakin, he said to himself as he stood up to get on his speeder and find the nearest ship. He knew Maul was waiting for him on Genosis as planned, most likely with Dooku and the Emperor. This meant he had to take on all three of them. Nothing could get in his way now. He had to fulfill the prophecy. What about the other Jedi? Perhaps they could help. He had too much pride to ask for help. Besides, his powers were beyond that of any Jedi, so he thought. This was something he had to do alone. Anakin. Anakin. Qui-Gon's voice appeared as Anakin sped through the cold desert night. Anakin, go to Coruscant. Seek help from the other masters. If you go to Genosis, I cannot help you. Where were you all these years to help me anyways? Anakin said through his teeth as the wind hit him in the face, watering his eyes. Where were you when I was a child, alone, afraid, helpless, slave to that devil? Where were you when I needed you? Anakin, I couldn't interfere. I was unable to interfere. I'm the most powerful Jedi ever. I will bring peace to my new empire. So enraged he felt like he was going to explode. Approaching a small village of sand people, he stopped his bike to slaughter every single one out of pure rage. Women, children, men, young, old, it didn't matter. Anakin harnessed every part of the force, light darkened in between. He was truly free, unbound by any code. Once his spree had ended, which didn't take long at all, he got back on his speeder as he covered his mouth with his robe, coughing as he inhaled all the floating pieces of char from the bodies he'd just mutilated. He was approaching Mos Espa again, but as he looked to his left, he saw a ship. It was medium-sized, but it bared the Imperial logo. Anakin quickly turned and stopped in front of the lower door, as at least 15 droids walked in, out, and around the ship loading cargo. He put his fingers to his lips and whistled as loud as he could, shouting how much he hated the Empire. The droids reacted fast, pointing their guns at him, all 15 standing in a semicircle around him. Anakin loved this feeling. He closed his eyes, ignited his lightsaber, and threw it like a boomerang, as it spun like a laser propeller, slicing everything in its path, 
returning to his grip before every droid fell to the floor. Impressive, young boy. Surely you are strong in the Force, my young Jedi, said a deep voice in the darkness of the ship. I'm no Jedi. Show yourself, said Anakin as he raised his lightsaber in defense. A red glow emanated from the darkness of the ship as a black cape flowed down the ramp. Anakin knew this was Darth Tyrannus, the former and fallen Jedi, Count Dooku. Bearing a curved lightsaber, he approached Anakin. What do you want, boy? Perhaps you should run off to your mother. His face twisted as he said the next sentence. Unless she's a little too tied up to help you, said Dooku as he laughed at Anakin, showing him a hologram of his mother, unconscious and beaten badly. Did you think Maul kept you a secret this whole time? The Empire knows everything. I was sent here upon Lord Sidious's request to bring her to Genosis. However, this is a turn of events. You were much faster than we anticipated. Anakin had heard enough. Their lightsabers creating a show of lights like fireworks. Dooku continued to taunt him. Your skills are nothing. Perhaps you failed as a student, but then again, how good can you be with that pet of the Emperor, Darth Maul, as a supposed master? Do not worry, boy. I will take you to her. Maybe you'll be just in time to see her head fall before you. His lightsaber dropped. Anakin had harnessed Black Rage and sliced half of Dooku's face off at a vertical angle. As he dropped to the ground, Anakin cut the Sith's head and held it by the hair. Staring at the noseless face, or whatever was left of it, he moved all the droids out of his way with a sway of his hand harnessing the Force. Boarding his new ship, he tossed Dooku's decapitated head onto the floor, holstered his saber onto his belt, and set course for Genosis. He was truly ice. He had no emotions left. He was a machine. Knowing what he had to do and how to do it, he sped off into space, leaving his home planet behind as he got smaller in the distance. There was just one thing left he had to do. Kill Darth Maul and the Emperor. <laughs> that concludes this episode of Star Wars Theory in part two of What If Darth Maul Trained Anakin Skywalker. If you haven't subscribed, please do so, as every month I give big contest giveaways, such as next month I'll have an Xbox One or PS4 up for grabs. And this month's contest is still ongoing, which I will be giving away a Black Series lightsaber. But hey, you guys want to subscribe because I give great content, not just because of the prizes, right? I really wanted to finish the entire story in this second part, however, it went on longer than I expected, and I just really went off with the writing. However, in part three, we will start exactly where we left off here, and it will conclude the entire story. So in a three-part trilogy, these videos take at least 12 hours from their birth to their completion to complete, so you can imagine that I'm pretty tired at this point. I'm going to edit this up, head to bed, then I'm going to wake up tomorrow early, fix the thumbnail, and have this uploaded for you guys. If you do want a part three, hit the thumbs up. I will make it very, very epic for you, I promise. If you have any suggestions of things you want me to add to the story, let me know in the comments below, and I'll do my best to upload it for you by the end of this weekend, so just in a couple days. I hope you all have a great day or night wherever you are watching this in the galaxy, and as always, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, may the Force be with you.